twowayradios.com, check, check. Bytwowayradios.com. Recorded almost live from Rock Hill, South Carolina. It's the Two Way Radio Show. Welcome to the Two-Way Radio Show. I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feimster. And I'm Anthony Roquet. And this is the podcast about two-way radios for business and consumer communications. Today we'll talk about a new IP radio system from ICOM. We'll tell you what it is, how it works, what advantages it has over other conventional radio systems, and where it is designed to be used. We'll also review the Bofeng UV5R programming cable and take some of your questions from our blog and our forums at twowayradioforum.com. Our show is sponsored by buytwowayradios.com, the source of two-way radios and radio accessories for businesses and consumers since 2002. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. buytwowayradios.com, your radio specialist. ICOM recently launched a new two-way radio system that's different from anything else they've had before. They call it their ICOM WLAN or IP Advanced radio system. Yes, they did. And I don't even know if you could officially call this a two-way radio system. This is more of a network device, I would say. Wouldn't you agree in the way that it operates? Yeah, yeah, I I would agree. Normally, the two-way radio systems that we think of use frequencies to transmit your voice over the air, and uh, that's really not what this radio is doing at all. This radio connects to Wi-Fi, just like your cell phone would, and it records your voice, sends it over your internet network or your computer network to other radios on the same system, accomplishing the same thing as a a two-way radio system, but in the way it operates, it's vastly different. Essentially, it's really a digital data device. Yeah, I completely agree. It's it's digital data for sure. Um, and in the way that it operates, using the, the uh, computer network, it gives you a, a world of possibilities that uh, regular two-way radio systems can't or can't without complicated equipment or... Um, you know, someone that really knows what they're doing to set things up. Um, one example of that is the range question that we get a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, um, how far will my radios work? Well, with the IP radios from ICOM, they'll work as far as your computer network will go. If you connected two buildings through um, a VPN or, or something like that, then you can have your radio communications work in both buildings, and there's nothing, there's no special radio technology that you need to make that happen. And ICOM doesn't limit this to just between buildings. You can essentially, if your network spans cities or across the country, you could essentially, if you have all the right equipment in place, you could essentially uh, go between offices in other parts of the country or around the globe, wherever wherever uh, you can connect uh, an IP device. That's exactly right. As, as long as your local networks in your two offices can communicate with each other, mm-hmm. 
then your radios can be configured to communicate with each other. And usually offices like you're talking about where you're, you have uh, or businesses where you have multiple offices spread throughout different locations, you're going to have a computer guy on staff or you're going to have somebody that you call to handle your computer network or to fix your printer. That guy is going to be capable of setting up these radios and getting these radios to talk. You don't have yeah. to have a dedicated communications guy or a, a radio guy on staff or uh, hire a consultant to do that for you. These are typical yeah. Internet devices. They can be configured through a web browser. Now, being an old IT guy myself, I like to equate this to uh, voice over IP or VoIP. Uh, it's, it's really uh, kind of like that. It, it's really set up that way. I, I agree with you. It, it works. Um, we have a, a voice over IP phone system here, and the configuration mm-hmm. on these radios kind of reminds me of, of how that setup is, where you, you have a server product installed, you go and configure it through a web browser, and uh, this is very similar. But in, in the way the radios themselves work, they're very similar to digital radios. You can have one-to-one communications. You can have uh, a phone book of all your contacts. You can have uh, groups. It's uh, completely digital um, communications. Everything is encrypted. Text messaging. Text yeah. messaging. Yeah. There's a, a lot of features that this radio uh, offers. Now, this isn't just about uh, connecting a radio to a network. There, there are a few pieces involved here. Uh, there are several parts of this system that come into play to make it all work. Uh, that's right. Um, first of all, for any of these IP radio systems to work, you've got to have a controller. That, and that part number is the IP1000C. Um, there's a version of that IP1000C that will support 20 radios, And there's another version that will support up to 100 radios. And if you need more than that, you need to buy more controllers. Mm -hmm. For example, um, if you need 200 radios in your system, you would buy two IP1000C controllers capable of 100 radios each. This controller, um, I compare this controller to a router of sorts. And that's essentially what it is. That's probably a good analogy. This is a, a hardware device that sits on your network and um, all the communication gets routed through this device. You uh, talk to a radio, it's actually talking to the controller, which then sends the broadcast out to all the other radios that are connected to the network. And the configuration for all the radios is stored on the controller, and you connect to this controller through a web browser to configure all of your radios. Um, With each radio, it just has a built-in ID number. And that's the only thing that you have to plug into each radio. All the settings are stored for that radio ID number in the controller. The radio is another part of the system that we're talking about. That's mm-hmm. model number IP100H. The radio itself is incredibly small. Kind of reminds me in size to a, a TK3230 from Kenwood. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a little lighter than that even. It's, it's very small. Um, the antenna is small. You can even go uh, with no antenna. There's an internal antenna on this radio. Um, it has a very lightweight lithium battery. Um, I believe it's good for around 12 hours of use. Yeah. Uh, it, well, it varies. I've heard 12 hours. I've heard 14. I've heard as many as 17 hours. I think it, I think, uh, it depends on a few factors there. But 
Um, I would say 12 hours is probably a pretty good ballpark figure. You know, that uh, radio reminds me also, and you mentioned the TK3230, I kind of like it. I mean, it's larger, and it's a little, little. Um, I don't want to say heavier. I think it's, it feels a little more solid um, than the PKT-23. Now, it is, it is a little larger than that, um, but it's very small, kind of like that. It's, 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 a very, um, it's, it's very easy to carry around. And uh, it's it's not much. To, I could see this being used in a lot of places where you would use a small radio like a, a PKT twenty three or a, a CLS. Yeah, the uh, Motorola CLS C- series, series or CLP, something like that. It it's an incredibly small and lightweight radio. I I just can't say that enough. It's, it's it will surprise you how small and lightweight it is, and even the fact that you don't need an antenna on this radio now if you're having trouble if you go to the the edge of your wi-fi range there is an antenna that's included with it that looks like mm-hmm. a, a stubby antenna that you might see on a, a standard uhf radio um, but you don't even need that antenna you can go into the settings and tell it to use the internal antenna mm-hmm. and then there's a, a cap that is provided with the radios to to cap off the antenna port um, so you can make it even smaller by doing that and once again, as I mentioned earlier, it it does feel a little hefty. It, it has it feels solid. I, I don't want to say it's heavy because it's really not, well, but it's it just has a good solid feel to it. Well, that's probably because it is a mil spec radio, and this is a fully waterproof radio as well. Mm-hmm. Now there's a third piece uh, called an IP100FS remote communicator, and that's really more software. Yeah, that, now that is an option. That's not required. But what the IP100FS remote communicator does is allow you to, to talk to the system through a PC. If you wanted to, instead of using a radio, you could turn a PC into a radio that talks through this system. Um, now, it's completely optional. If you don't need to turn a PC into a base station, you don't have to have that piece of software. But it's a very cool option um, if you have that need. And I'd like to talk uh, about uh, some of the other features of the IP100H radio that uh, that are really cool. But before we go there, um, what are some of the advantages of using an IP transceiver system over, say, a traditional radio for some companies? Uh, Well, great question. Um, First of all, it's license-free. Since this Mm -hmm. uses your Wi-Fi network... um, you don't need to go to the FCC and get a, a repeater license or a, a simplex license or anything like that. You, you just plug and play, essentially. As soon as you get the radios, you're good to go because they're, they're just using packets over your computer network. Um, and uh, they just use standard Wi-Fi. Um, so uh, also, there's no repeaters necessary for this system. You can yeah. connect. Um, all of your offices together just by using VPNs or um, any existing internet IP technology to connect your networks together will work with these radios. Um, now, you but, don't need any uh, expensive service monitors and, and, and no residual cost to it like you would, say, like with cell phones and other types of, of uh, services. I mean, and even with VoIP systems, a lot of voice over IP telephone systems, and we mentioned those earlier, a lot of companies that sell those uh, will install those, and then there will be residual costs for, from that. 
Right. I wouldn't say that's an advantage compared to a traditional radio system, but compared to cell phones and such, mm-hmm. for sure, the, the, yeah. the lack of uh, monthly charges is is big. We've already discussed range being essentially unlimited or limited only to your, your Wi-Fi coverage. Uh, easy to set up and use, I would say, is a, a great advantage to the system. And it's easy to expand, too. This is a really scalable system that can grow as your business grows. Right. And you don't need a radio guy to add your additional radios. If you decide you need to add a new radio, whoever handles your computer network is definitely capable of working with this system. It's, it's built for that. Now, let's talk about a couple of these other features of this radio that I really like. And I think the big one here is full duplex operation. This is capable of full duplex operation. Now, you need a headset to do full duplex with. Right. But you can do it. Exactly. That's the huge advantage over traditional radio. Um, the, the fact that two people can be talking at the same time over each other. You don't have to deal with pressing the talk button, waiting on someone else to finish. Mm-hmm. If you choose to activate the feature, it works great. And this works with existing headsets. Now, you, you can purchase headsets from ICOM for this radio, but uh, ICOM has told me specifically that it will work with uh, pretty much most headsets. Now, the way it works with the headsets, because you, you know most of these headsets have push-to-talk buttons, is you pretty much have to hold the push-to-talk button. As long as you're holding the push-to-talk button down, you'll have that full duplex communication. Okay. So it works with the external or the built-in internal antenna, either one. As you mentioned before, you don't have to have the external antenna on it, uh, but if you need the range, you can put it on. And and, uh, and actually, we tested this out here in our warehouse, and we have some dead spots in our warehouse for our wireless um, network right. that uh, came in pretty well with the external antenna. Now, they did exist, you know, with the internal antenna, but we put the external antenna on, everything came through loud and clear. Yeah, I found that the internal antenna was very similar to my cell phone. Mm-hmm. I have an iPhone, and um, the places I will lose Wi-Fi in our warehouse, um, with the iPhone, I lost Wi-Fi with the internal antenna on the IP100. With the external antenna, though, I, I didn't have any Wi-Fi dead spots in, in the building. It worked great throughout. And for those who who are saying, oh, well, get a droid. Hey, I have a droid-based phone, and uh, it hits the same dead spots, too. So it's it's not an iPhone versus Android issue. This is a this is pretty much a cell phone issue. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, okay. As you mentioned, it's compact and it's a lightweight, but it also has uh, encryption for extra security and uses some uh, encryption uh, methods that are pretty much used over IP networks. That's right. It, it's not something that can be picked up using a regular scanner, like mm-hmm. um, an analog radio would be would be able to uh, be overheard like that. And um, the encryption makes it a great product for uh, medical offices where you don't want to risk uh, one of your employees maybe forgetting and mentioning patient information over the air. Um, the built-in encryption is is very nice. Well, let's talk about that for just a moment. What are some of the applications for this radio? Uh, well, we, we mentioned the medical offices, and um, 
you know, small medical office, nursing homes, things like that would be a perfect um, business for using this radio. Uh, dental offices uh, would also be great. Um, of course, also hotels, uh, schools and universities, um, manufacturing plants. Really, anywhere you would use two-way radios indoors where you already have Internet or Wi-Fi coverage would um, probably be a great application for these radios. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say... These would not be a good choice for a business that does a lot of traveling outdoors or and goes from place to place where your internet coverage may be um, unknown. Like you wouldn't want to take these radios to a convention or a trade show because you've got the the controller that you've got to bring along, and then who knows if there's Wi-Fi coverage. But um, well, the convention centers can use them, you know, in their convention centers with people that run the convention center. Oh, oh, of but, course. But um, um, if you were setting up a booth, for example, right, at a trade right, show, right. I was saying. Yeah, um, the, the management of the convention centers could use these. But I, I would say, yeah, if you're going to take one to a trade show, yeah, it wouldn't, wouldn't be, I don't think it would work very well for that. Uh, another thing that I think needs to be considered is um, that for some companies, this is an easy fit because they're self-contained and all their Wi-Fi equipment is in, you know, a specified area inside or outside a building. But if you have a business where you don't have wireless access points and things like that outside the building to cover a broad area outdoors, this is really not the system right, right. To, to go with. I completely agree with that. Now, we were talking to ICOM, and uh, they mentioned zoos. And I don't know, you know, it's been years since I even went to a zoo, so I really couldn't say anything. But when they mentioned that, I, I was at first I was thinking, okay, zoos. But then I got to thinking, you know, that's an example of a, an area with a lot of outdoor space. And right. uh, I'm not sure that would really be a good fit for zoos. You know, it, it's going to depend. I could see uh, zoos still needing Wi-Fi coverage throughout the entire park. And for using these radios, it's all going to depend on how good your Wi-Fi coverage is. Yeah. So um, if you have a, a huge giraffe habitat and, uh, you know, the back corner of that habitat isn't getting Wi-Fi, then um, you may have a problem if you've got someone out there that, that uh, is using radios and needs needs coverage throughout. Giraffic park. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Bad joke. Um, uh, okay. Well, what are some of the disadvantages? Um, all right. Well, I, I like a lot about this radio system. I think this is really the future. Um, I think that um, it, it offers a ton of advantages. Uh, there aren't many disadvantages, but the, the number one thing is going to be compatibility. Mm-hmm. If you already have an existing radio system, your existing analog or digital radios are not going to talk to the IP100Hs right out of the box. The good news is uh, ICOM does have a product. They have a, a, it looks very similar to the IP1000C controller. It's a product called the VEPG2. And um, this device will, um, it's not made specifically for the IP100Hs, but it will let any device talk to any other device. And we're not talking about just radio. Now, it, it's it's for analog digital radios that are not on, you know, 
if you already have an existing fleet of radios, but we're not just talking radios here. We're talking any We're talking device. any device. With the, the VE PG2, that you can have a f- telephone dial into your radio system. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, many, many other options. But basically, having this device will allow your old analog or digital radios to talk to the new IP100Hs. Now, you won't have full one-to-one communications and all that with um, all the older radios, but it will work. But um, still, that's not a an inexpensive device, and I would definitely list that as a, a disadvantage, its compatibility. If you're coming up, if you're installing a new radio system from scratch, then um, the IP100H radios are definitely something to consider. But if you already have 100 radios, you, you may want to think twice. Um, another disadvantage, um, these are very new products. So I guess with anything new, you run the risk of um, if it doesn't pan out or if sales don't go uh, the way ICOM expects them to, um, maybe you've got a product that you, you're going to be stuck with at some point if, if um, ICOM ever discontinued it or, or stopped this technology. Now, um, ICOM assures us that they are um, behind this 100% and they're dedicated to it. And um, so far, the reaction is great to this product. But I, I think that is something you have to consider as well. Well, I mean, it, it, it has happened in the past, not to ICOM, but... but uh <laughs> Trace square radius. Trace square. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Um, so yeah, it is something to keep in mind. But I I really like the radios and I like the concept and I I really don't think it's going to go away anytime soon. I think there's a lot of potential for this. I agree. There's a ton of potential. Icom seems super dedicated to it and the reaction, like I said, is is amazing. People love this product and um, it works great. I mean, we tested this thing for a long time, and it worked flawlessly. And it was easy to set up. I think people are going to flock to this product. And ICOM has said they're dedicated to it. And even in a worst-case scenario, you have the the, uh, VE PG2 device, which would allow you to um, talk to other radio systems in a worst-case scenario. And we saw this demonstrated and it, live right there in front of us and it was uh, and it works it really does work yeah, it works great we yeah. we used it ourselves i set it up myself right out of the box a uh, a brand new system and it, it didn't take any time at all and it was the first time i'd ever done it what about uh, and a lot of businesses are going to ask well, what about the cost and the roi on this product because yeah there there is an initial cost to it um what's what about the ROI? Okay, the cost of this product um, is, um, com- I can't give the exact price because ICOM has pricing rules where you're not allowed, we're not allowed to say our real price on this product. We only can list it at MSRP, which is $500 per IP100H radio. Now, we're selling it for considerably less than $500 a radio. Um, I can't give the exact price, but I would say it's it's very comparable to entry-level digital radios, like um, the Vertex Standard Everge series, for example. Uh, the price is going to be in the ballpark of that uh, Vertex Standard Everge system. Mm-hmm. So it's not cheap, 
Um, but you have to compare this radio to other digital radios. You can't really compare it to $170 analog radios. You have to compare it to digital radios because you're getting digital quality. All the features that you're getting are features that you would find in digital radios, the one-to-one communication, the encryption. Um, so compared to other radios with similar capabilities, the price isn't bad at all for the, this, this system. You know, I forgot to mention the clarity of the audio. The sound clarity is very good on these radios. Oh, being a digital radio, you, you get very good. Um, incredible crystal clear sound. Yep. And from anywhere, you don't like with analog radios. The further you are from one radio to another, the worse the sound gets, and the the more background noise you hear. Doesn't matter how far apart you are with these radios, the sound is going to be crystal clear. Yeah, and no noise, no background noise. No, no, I was really impressed with the audio quality overall. Another disadvantage I just thought about: mm-hmm. Wi-Fi goes down. You don't have any communication. That's true. If your yeah, Wi-Fi network, yeah. if, if something Concordia happens. goes down, you know, you're screwed. You don't have, you know, like basically if you're talking through a repeater, that's why you always put a talk around channel in. Not Comporium, though. It's not really internet dependent. It would be your router in-house. You know, if your, well, if your router crashes or. Yeah, if, if your router has problems and you lose your Wi-Fi. So you could lose your internet, but still keep your Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah. If the internet goes down, we can still get to our server upstairs here. That's right. But that is a great point because um, Wi-Fi routers do go down sometimes or they'll lose I mean, ours goes down. Place. I had to reset ours this morning because I didn't have yeah. Wi-Fi all day yesterday and I was upstairs making coffee this morning. I said, I still don't have – it's not connecting. So right. I just unplugged it and plugged it back in and it was – you know, just had to be reset. Um our, now, our wireless router at home, uh, the the, the, wife, the the wireless connection cut out twice in, in, in one week, and I had to reset it a couple of times. Uh, yeah, it happens. It's definitely not an uncommon occurrence. Now, you could also say, though, that routers are cheap, and it, um, you know, for around $100, $150, bucks probably, you can have a very good backup router that's yeah. just sitting, um, waiting on something to happen as, as a backup. Um, you can't really uh, do that with a repeater or something, which would also be a single point of failure um, with a traditional radio system. You don't really want to buy a $2,000 repeater in case your main one goes down. Well, most people that have you know, power outage would affect your, your Wi-Fi as well. But most places, most hotels, I think, are going to have a backup power supply or that's true. Um, a but, center, things like that. You make a great point that your Wi-Fi is a single point of failure. So if uh, you plan on using radios as uh, emergency communications without power, you could have a problem with yep. the system. Yeah, you have no, you're dead in the water. You think that's really the only dra- the only drawback? Other than that, though, that's the only drawback I can see out of it. I think what it's capable of. Um, yeah, I mean, I think your initial investment is going to be higher than probably what you, you know, you're typically thinking you're going to spend. But, you know, with most applications that require repeaters, um, which are thousands of dollars, um, oh, yeah. running the cable, having somebody come out and install your antennas, um, running the cable, 
getting everything set up and tested, they're going to charge you out the wazoo for that. Mm-hmm. Like we said earlier, most places are going to have a, a person that's dedicated to to keeping the network running, and it's they'll they'd love something like this to install it. This is this is in their their niche. They they're going to love this, um, and it's 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 easy setup. I actually think you're going to come out cheaper buying twenty. IP100H radios and the controller um, and getting it installed and set up, then you would buying a, a Vertex standard DMR system with 20 Everge radios and, and their repeater. And you know, you got the licensing that you got to worry about. And, yeah. And, and, um, the licensing's a big Over factor. time, you're going to save money. I agree with that, um, especially with the licensing aspect because the li- business licenses, especially. That can get expensive pretty quick. Yeah, five hundred dollars is a repeater. Yeah. Five fifty for a repeater license. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. Well, any other thoughts on the uh, ICOM IP uh, advanced radio system? I think we covered it pretty well. I mean, it's 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 definitely from what we learned in our four hour meeting with ICOM, it's definitely capable of a ton more than we even went into today. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it can be a really advanced system that could help out with a lot of different applications, um, and of course the salespeople can 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 always tell you more about you know what it's capable of doing. Um, but as far as the you know one to one talking and, and initial setup and things like that, I think we covered it pretty well today. Give to give you the gist of it. You know, also uh, if anyone wants to see a. Uh, uh, a real-world demonstration of this system. We have a video that uh, ICOM produced up on our website at bytwoayradios.com and on our YouTube channel at YouTube slash bytwoayradios, and you can watch this in action so you can actually see how it works. I think I think when you see it in actual operation, you get a better idea of of what it's all about. All right, well, coming up, we'll review the Bofeng UV5R USB programming cable. Is this the Chinese plug-and-play cable of the 21st century, or will it just tie you up in knots of frustration? We'll find out next on the Two-Way Radio Show. Searching for Two-Way Radios? Buy Two-Way Radios has what you need. Buy Two-Way Radios is the source for two-way radios and radio accessories from major name-brand manufacturers for businesses and consumers alike. Buy Two-Way Radios provides more than just great radios at a great price. We are a leading source of expert advice on the products that we sell and can assist in finding the perfect solution for you or your business. We also deliver great service. Our products are stocked at our local warehouse. This allows us to guarantee processing time and fast shipment of your order. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, Buy Two-Way Radios can help you find the best solution for you. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at buytwowayradios.com weekdays. Buy Two-Way Radios at buytwowayradios.com. Your radio specialists. You're listening to the Two-Way Radio Show. And this week we're going to review a programming cable from Bofa. 
the manufacturer's own official genuine branded USB programming cable for the Bofeng UV5R. That was a lot of hype for something that we want to kind of knock a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> because it's it's tongue That was like the Muhammad Ali entrance right there. Yeah, that, that really was. It's, it's called sarcasm. Michael like, Buffer. Do, do, do we introduce Elvis here? What's, uh, <laughs> the greatest of all time. Well, today we're talking about the Bofeng UV5R series USB programming cable. Um, as Rick mentioned, it is a true OEM programming cable designed for use with the um, UV5R, UV82, UVB6s, and BFF9. Pretty um, much all of them. Uh, pretty much all of them that have the, the, the two pin connector. Um, also, programs at Kenwood and uh, Ocean Radios. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Had some issues with it, though. You know, as far as um, it works, no doubt about it, but sometimes you've got to um, uh, change some settings. Getting it to work. Getting it to work. (laughs) Getting it to to where it needs to be, where your computer's recognizing it, and it'll actually pull info or send info to your radio is the the tough part. and we've actually gone a step further, and, and you know, we've we all have a some sort of Bofeng radio and have this cable, and all went through the the little yellow triangle that you get when you're trying to to get your radio to recognize it. And we've actually gone a step further and and, and added the step by step instructions on how to get rid of that that little triangle. Um, yeah, Rick wrote a great blog post that um, details how to get this cable working and um actually one of the most viewed uh, pages on our website yeah it, it was very popular and one of the most um commented on a lot of people have have said hey thanks for the for the blog post because it was driving me crazy trying to get this thing installed and it wouldn't work until i read this and i followed the instructions it, it really it isn't that difficult to install if you go through a proper procedure and to to install it yeah. you really have to know exactly what to do and when to do it uh to get it installed properly but and once you get it installed rick's, properly it, it works and check out rick's blog post if you do have one of these cables uh, if you haven't already uh, gotten it going i think the big problem is that it uses a clone chip there's a company i guess called prolific that makes a chip that uh, serial port cables use and Bofeng has cloned it and it doesn't work with the standard driver even though Windows recognizes it as this this uh, type of chip. Yeah, now we created, to make things a little bit easier for everybody, we created a disk that we provide with the Bofeng cables that we sell that uh, really supersedes all the other drivers and, and, and everything else that, that are provided by Bofeng. And, you know, we include the instructions on the CD, step-by-step, step, how to get it installed. And if you follow the instructions correctly and, and just one step at a time, uh, it will generally install pretty well. But uh, it's, yeah, it, it isn't the easiest cable to, to get going. It takes a little bit of patience. Um, it does. And, you know, we recently started carrying a, uh, another cable um, from, from a company we've done business with for several years, XLT Communications. 
Um, and it's the name says it all. It's a painless programming cable. And it's it's basically plug and play. You plug it in, and there's no install. You know, if you don't want to follow the uh, the uh, you know step by step of getting your Bofung OEM cable to work, the painless cable is the way to go. You pay a little bit more for it. I think it's what nineteen ninety nine. It's twenty yeah. bucks, but it, it does use a genuine chip, and the drivers are already included with every version of Windows back to XP, I believe. So. Yeah, and it's great because you know we mentioned that earlier that this Bofung cable will program your Kenwood radios and uh, your Bofungs and your your Wushins and things like that. But that painless cable, I've started using it in my programming room, not just for my Bofungs, but I can program a Kenwood and I don't have to reinstall any kind of new drivers. It reads it immediately, so it's worth the the you know. To me, it's worth the. I want to be able to plug it in and go. Uh, you know. Yeah. You got some guys that want to, you know, do the series of steps and and and. Yeah, which is fine. I understand if you're spending forty bucks for a radio, maybe you don't want to spend twenty for a programming cable, but it, it definitely makes things a lot easier. Yeah, it's uh, especially if you're, you know, if you're buying a, a Bofung now, and then maybe you're going to buy a, uh, you know, a Wushin down the road or. Um, have some Kenwoods that you need. It's the, That's a great point. It's not just one radio that it's a program. It, mm-hmm. it, it will program a lot of the amateur radios that are out there. Well, I think the question to ask before you purchase one of these cables is, sure, the, the Bofunk cable is really, really inexpensive, real cheap, you know, 10 bucks or less. But you have to ask yourself, what's my time worth? And uh, is it worth the frustration to save another 10 bucks now for some people some people say yeah it's not worth the extra 10 bucks to uh, you know i'll take the extra 15 minutes to install the the you know to get it to get it working Mm -hmm. but some folks are going to be like me and say i want to be able to plug in this uh, painless cable and within about 15 seconds my computer recognizes it and i'm ready to start writing radios yeah i mean it really in most cases with the xlt cable all you have to do is plug it in Wait a few seconds at the most, maybe a minute or two for it to to find everything it needs to find internally, driver-wise, from Windows. And then it just installs it automatically, and boom, you're set to go. And that's all there is to it. You don't really have to do anything else. And it comes with the painless one. Comes with a disc, right? It, it comes does, with but it. you don't even you don't need, need it. it. We had a. Yeah. That's the only. We had one guy that was confused by that, and we said, it, "It comes with it. We only send it because it comes with it. You don't even need it. Just plug it in and go." Now, I should mention that he did call up at first and said, hey, this painless programming cable is causing me a lot of pain because I can't get it to work. Um, but what he had done was he, in, he had installed the disk, run the, the, everything on the disk, and then in, plugged in the cable, and then it wouldn't work right because uh, Probably that's, installed the wrong driver well, off the disk. Yeah, yeah. And, and what I told him to do was, first of all, take out all of that stuff, reboot your computer, once it's rebooted, just plug the cable in. <laughs> it's, it'll find it itself. Yeah. And, it, and, and then he came back and said, hey, you know, this works great. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, uh, these two cables are day and night, really. They, they really are. I mean, it's, like I said, the Bofung OEM cable is $9.99 plus shipping. The, uh, the painless cables uh, right at about 20 bucks. I mean, it just depends on the person, you know. Like I said, it depends on 
you know, if they can justify the extra 10 bucks. Um, like I said, I'm pretty impatient. I want to be able to just plug it in and go. I, I you know, I don't want to have to. Um, I did all that other stuff with the Bofung cable before we got the painless cable, but uh, I, I sure would have wished I had the painless cable when the time came to start writing my Bofung. Now, one thing we have encountered too is, you know, people will go out and get the cheapest thing they can find oftentimes. And, and once again, the old adage, you get what you pay for, rings true. You know, we get calls from people sometimes that didn't purchase the Bofung cable from us, but still want us to, to fix it for them. They'll, they'll go out and get it for like six bucks on uh, Amazon or eBay or something, and it won't come with a disc even. Right. They just get a cable. Uh, and if it does come with a disc, there are no real instructions on how to set this thing up. And then they'll be calling us saying, hey, you know, can you help me get this thing installed? Well, <laughs> you know, we, we fully support the Bowfunk cables that we sell. But once again, as we mentioned uh, in a couple of episodes back in the, uh, the, in the Bowfunk episode, that um, we're not the manufacturer, we're a dealer. <laughs> so uh, if, you, if you purchase it from us, we, yeah, we definitely support it. But if, if it wasn't purchased from us, uh, we still have the resources online that you, can, that you can use that will probably help you out. But you may want to check with your with whoever you purchase it from at first and to see if they can assist you with that if you're having a lot of trouble with it. Right. Your best bet's just to buy your cables and radios and everything from us. <laughs> we really recommend that. Uh, yeah. And, and, and you know, of course we're going to say that, but you know, I have this conversation with at least one ham user a day that you know, we what we're selling is legit, you know, and we're going to stand behind what we sell. There's a lot of other dealers out there that don't. And uh, so best bet is just to make your initial investment with us. Yeah. So it sounds like you would not recommend the Bofung UV5R program. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, me personally, no. But, I mean, there's going to be – it works. It definitely works. We wouldn't have it on the website if it didn't. But, you know, we're going to be up front with you about the flaws, so to say. Um, to me, it's worth the extra 10 bucks. Um, not having that headache. I want to plug it in and go. See, myself being more technically inclined, it's not that big of a deal to me uh, personally. Uh, but if I had a choice, I'd probably rather go with the XLT cable. Just for me, you know, I don't mind. Um, and it's only, um, you know, a computer or two that I would be using it on. So I don't mind the, the driver issues you have to deal with. But the reason I would prefer the XLT cable is... I'm loaning my cable out yeah, all the time, yeah. and I don't want to give my friend this cable and hand it to him with uh, you know three pages of instructions on how to get it going. That's true. I want to just say, here you go. And even then, he'll be calling you up and, and having you come over and, and spend an hour trying to get going. Right. <laughs> so it's, uh, that sounds painful right there. So I, I'm going with the XLT cable for the, the to save me the pain of um, you know having to help someone else get it going. So there you go. Uh, the Bofung uh, UV5R series uh, USB programming cable. It's, uh, it's there. It is. Uh, it, it, it works. You just have to, to really it works put some time into it. Yeah, it works asterisk. <laughs> uh, any other comments on it? Uh, you know, we did mention the price, right? It's nine ninety nine. Nine ninety nine. Yeah, from yeah, and it comes with a software disc. 
All right, well, we have some comments and questions from our blog and our forum at twowayradioforum.com. Um, the first one, the first one comes from Stephanie. She says, um, I'm looking for four walkie-talkies that will work 20 to 30-mile range. We would be stationary essentially at 19 miles apart. This would be for our family to stay connected without using cell phones. And that's from Stephanie. Um, uh, no, it ain't going to happen. It's, well, it's, it's not going to happen with regular handheld GMRS radios no. like, like she's probably looking at. She's going to need um, a base station um, with high antennas at the two locations. Well, I had a customer, as a matter of fact, this morning that I they wanted forty miles, twenty forty him, miles between him and his children, and I and I recommended they get their amateur license. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty simple to do, but um, usually you're going to have a pretty good amount of you know depending on the area, obviously a good amount of amateur repeaters out there that mm-hmm. you can use. It keeps your costs down, and um, I mean we're all amateurs. We know that we can. Yep. Hit a repeater, a lot of times, uh, you know, eighteen miles away, and talk easily. as much as yeah. forty mm-hmm. and fifty miles away. Yeah, um, easily. Yeah. Sometimes with just a handheld, depending on the area you're in and how close you are to the repeater, but it's definitely possible. But not, you know, it all comes back to the the range issue we all have with these claims that they put on these radios. Um, you know, we've made that known, but. Um, yeah, we've done a number of episodes talking about the the range claims, and I'm sure we've done videos on it too. <laughs> I'm sure she's seen packages that say 35, 36 mile range, and yeah, she's not asking for anything crazy. Don't don't go by the the number on the package. It's just a number. I um, would I would definitely look at the the amateur. Um, you know, you can uh, wherever you're from, you can Google. Um, you know, it's like I told the the gentleman this morning. You know. You can find a local ham chapter in your area, and they can get you the resources, uh, and you know, to where you can take your test. Um, there's plenty of applications online to help you study. We sell quite a few manuals that can teach you the amateur rules and guidelines, and help you study for the test and things like that. And it's it's a lifelong thing. It can. Uh, you know, you want to use it for communication and emergencies or whatever, but it can be something that a lot of folks use for for recreation. Yeah. Well, our uh, our next one comes from uh, Falcom, and Falcom says, uh, "Hi, help, please. I have Benetone Terrain 652 way radios, which have worked fine until today. One is working as it should, but the other is switching itself off when I hold the push talk button to transmit. Manuals no help." Uh, has anyone had this problem? All settings are the same on both radios. Uh, any ideas? Gratefully received. I have removed the battery pack and replaced it, but still switching off. Thanks. And that's from Falgum. So uh, I've, I've kind of seen this before. Um, I mean, I don't know that it's necessarily the same issue, but I've seen on um, especially non-lithium batteries... I've seen it a couple times on lithium, but non, you know, the NICADs, nickel metals, you know, it'll it'll say charged, yeah, and you can stick it in your charger, and it'll, you know, you think it's completely charged, but depending on the power output, um, I've seen especially with the Midlands, um, 
since it pushes five watts, it doesn't have enough power in that battery, and it, it'll shut the radio off. And then when you release the push talk, the radio resets, and it comes because it's basically an idle mode. Yeah. Um, may even try switching it down to a lower if if you can switch it down to a lower power uh, transmit power. If it doesn't cut it off, then then you know it's pretty much the battery doesn't battery, have enough yeah. juice to to pump out. I mean, if it's five watts or four watts or whatever. That's a good idea. It's a good way to troubleshoot. Try it with that, and if you can put alkalines more. in it, try out you know a fresh pack of alkalines. If it if it works fine, then then it's definitely probably one of your rechargeable batteries. Yeah, it, it definitely sounds to me like it's a battery issue because the battery life average is one to three years on those rechargeables. Yeah, and uh, it depends on a lot of factors we won't go into now, but. Um, if he's had it for a while, it, chances are it's probably the battery. All right, well, I guess that does it for our comments and questions this week. Send in your comments and questions for Danny, Anthony, or myself to show at buytwowayradios.com. If you want to know more about today's topic or about two-way radios in general, check out our forum discussions at twowayradioforum.com. You can subscribe to the Two-Way Radio Show directly from our website at twowayradioshow.com or hear it on iTunes, blueberry.com, or stream it from your tablet or smartphone on Stitcher. Well, uh, it's about that time again. Before we go, we have any other final comments on any of this? No, I think we covered everything pretty well today. I think I think we did. All right. Well, today's show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, BuyTwoWayRadios can help you find the best solution for your needs. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Well, everyone, as always, thanks for listening. And until next time, for the Two-Way Radio Show, I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feemster. And I'm Anthony Roquet. And we're out. <laughs>